One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, our round 20 rapid review. Uh, we already dropped a little review on the halves conundrum that the NRL is facing at the moment earlier this morning. Worth a listen there, focusing on three teams, the Penrith Panthers, Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers. Let's get into our rapid review though. The weekend kicked off with the Sydney Roosters knocking over the Manly Seagulls without their seven at Brookvale Oval. Uh, look, I thought Manly, all things considered, the amount of players they were missing, I thought they were pretty resilient. I thought they really hung in there. They just took it to the Roosters very early. Uh, the Roosters not really looking like the team that we thought they were going to be. Let's be honest here. Uh, I know that they beat Newcastle the week before, and I said on Bloke in a Bar a few times, I just want to see a little bit more of it because I'm not overly convinced. Uh, I was worried about how they would insert Joey Manu back in, and whilst Manu was fantastic... I think it all has still stifled their attack a little bit. I don't think all these problems are sorted out. Uh, Luke Keery, Sam Walker, James Sadesco, Sammy Verrills, Victor Radley. Then you've got to throw in Joey Marner, who's floating. Then you've got to throw in Connor Watson, who's coming through the middle. You've got Drew Hutchinson on the bench. I just... I'm not convinced the Roosters have sorted out all their structures and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see how it does play out. I thought it was great to see a mousetrap come back. Joey Manu jumped into dummy half, and I think it was Kiri that kicked it after him. Haven't seen a mousetrap in quite... Actually, no, sorry. It was the Manly Seagulls. It was Garrick and DCE. Haven't seen a mousetrap in quite some time. That was a good little throwback. Uh, it was good to see Zach Fulton make his debut. Obviously, the grandson of the, the late but great uh, Bobby Fulton make his debut. And fuck, didn't he come on with a bang? Getting stuck into Jared Rhea Hargraves heard a few different version of, of versions of what he said. I'm not sure which one's true, uh, but whatever he said, it certainly got under the skin of JWH, who went after him, and then still went after him after the game. I thought Fulton, he handled himself very well. He's come through the juniors as a very talented young player, tough as nails. There was a tackle that he put on James Tedesco that I thought was a great shot uh, coming out of the in goal. So I'm sure Fulton, he is one to watch. He's got a big career to come in our game. Shout out to Chico, James Seguiaro, getting back into first grade for the first time in a couple of years. It's been a long time coming for Chico. A great achievement. So well done to him. Um, And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Manly handles the next few weeks. Obviously... They're in the hunt for the top eight. That loss is going to be costly. I'm not ruling them out just yet. Uh, despite me ruling them out a couple of months ago, I don't think I can rule them out at the moment once they get all their players back. They play, 
who they play next week? I think they might have Parramatta off the top of my head. Uh, so that'll be good to see how they all gel all coming back together because we really don't know the impact that this has had on that Manly squad. So interesting times. Uh, Roosters win. I don't think they'll be overly happy with it. I think Manly, despite a loss, I think they'll be reasonably happy with the performance. Uh, the Saturday, the Friday games, the first one, the Melbourne Storm and the New Zealand Warriors. Shout out to Edward Cossey. Uh, three tries. Now, it wasn't that long ago that Cossey played. I would argue one of the worst games of first grade I have seen by a player. I reckon it was definitely the worst game of first grade I've seen from a winger uh, against the Melbourne Storm a couple of weeks ago. Xavier Coates scored three or four tries on him. He had an absolute shocker. So to see him bounce back against the same team, uh, there would have been some nerves coming into this one. Scored three tries. Well done to him. A sensational effort. Uh, scored all of the Warriors points, all 12 of those points. Uh, Husey and Munster, very solid, uh, as was Harry Grant. Uh, I thought that the, this was just a win that the Storm needed. They've been going like an absolute bastard. They weren't overly impressive. I think that despite this being a win, I don't think it's a season-defining win. I don't think it's a turnaround. We're going to be okay win for the Melbourne Storm, to be honest with you. I still wasn't overly impressed. Um, and I cannot believe, it has absolutely shocked me that one, Nelson Osova-Solomona isn't facing weeks on the sideline for that shot on Wade Egan. That one has really surprised me. And the other one is Josh King. No suspension for uh, an eye gouge, I believe it was, after Corey Waddell got five weeks for his. I came away from Friday night uh, having a few beers, to be fair, but thinking that the Melbourne Storm would be without Nelson Osova-Solomona and Josh King for at least a couple of weeks and would be pretty fucked. But it looks like uh, both are going to play and both are going to keep going about their game, which, as I said, has really, really surprised me. I did not see that coming. A good win by Melbourne, one that they needed, uh, but I don't think it'll be a performance that they're overly stoked with, but they're in a rare situation at the moment where they just needed a win. However the fuck it came, they just needed a win. So well done to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, The next game, the Parramatta Eels with a big win over the Penrith Panthers. Look, um, I thought Parramatta had showed up. They were playing good footy. It looked like it was going to be a really good game of footy then, of course. Nathan Cleary, he got sent from the field. And that is what has sort of dominated this entire game. So I really don't know how much to go into here, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I mean, how much do you look into Penrith losing to a top eight team when they're down by 12 for 60 minutes and they're losing, I argue, the best player in rugby league? And how much do you take out of Parramatta, I think, winning... 22 to 6 over a 60 minute period against 12. Not a heap. I mean, if they won by 40, I really wouldn't say anything different. If they won by 14, I really wouldn't say any different either, to be honest with you. Um, I think sometimes we think that playing against 12 is piss easy and you'll dominate. It's not as easy as it seems. It's not just simple um, arithmetic that there's always one man that, 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 that's, that's got no one marking him, sort of thing. So, not really much to look into for this game, but credit to Parramatta. I thought their opening 15 minutes or so until that point was really good. They were looking on. Sean O'Sullivan crossed for the first meeting for Penrith. Outside of that, I thought Parramatta was looking pretty good. Disappointing because it was going to be a cracking game, but not really much more to say on that. We did do a deep dive on who should replace Nate Cleary earlier this morning on the podcast. So that's the previous potty before this one. Super Saturday, the Raiders, 36 over the Titans, 12. Uh, Hudson Young, what a performance. He is an absolute freak, Hudson. I've been saying it for a couple of years. I think he has to play Origin eventually. Uh, he's just got a bit of CUNT about him, which I absolutely love. I think the the Blues, we've, you know, we found out a couple of weeks ago that Victor Bradley's never going to play State of Origin now. If I was uh, if I was Bradley Fitler, I'd be looking at Hudson Young as a future guy to bring into this side. I think he's he's got the sort of attitude that we need. 
Um, he's, he sort of reminds me a little bit of Greg Bird. Uh, he's just tough as nails. He's a bit of a prick, uh, but he's got a great skill set as well, and he's shown that on a number of occasions over the last few weeks. Uh, Jack Wyden, I thought he was great. His kicking game is unbelievable. The, the touch that he's got is just unreal. I thought his scrum play to Tomoko was unbelievable, and I something I'll talk about on Bloke in a Bar today, but... Um, Adam Dewey and White, and they both scored tries or set up tries this weekend where they stood directly behind the behind the scrum that was in the middle of the field, about 10 metres out. And they just watched the defensive line. It was just eyes up, watching what's happening, wait until they saw an advantage, and then they go down that side. So I'd love to see more of that in the NRL by your classy ball players. If I was a Newcastle Knights, that is how I would be using KP off every single scrum. It blows me away that that's not how they use him. Um, Tapanay, he's an absolute monster. I think he is the best forward in rugby league right now. I've said it a couple of times over the last few months, but over the last few weeks, actually. Uh, but Tapanay, he is just incredible, the stuff he's doing. I thought Xavier Savage um, had some has some fantastic moments, but then he still just has these moments that just remind you that he's only playing in his 10th first grade game or, or whatever it might be. Uh, there was a moment where Jack Whiten kicked deep on zero tackle. There was no one around him for him to pick the ball up. Instead of just diving on the ball and getting the ball, you know, 50 metres upfield on zero tackle, he goes for the one-hand scoop at top pace and drops it. Just those little things that you know would infuriate Ricky Stewart that they'll watch back on the tape, and he just gets a little bit of a hot-headed moment, and they've got to try and turn that around. Uh, But they will. He is getting better every single week, Xavier Savage. Uh, For the Titans, um, pretty disappointing, let's be honest here. Uh, You sort of felt like the last few weeks they were starting to get onto a pretty good thing. Uh, but this one wasn't an overly impressive performance. I thought Tanner Boyd was really strong. I thought that was his best game that he's played in a long time, really enjoying that role in the halves. I've I, I got to tell you, and once again, I'll talk about it on Bloke in a Bar a little bit more today, but Justin Holbrook, in the pregame, he said, we would have liked, well, he was asked about Aaron Clark, and this was his response. We would have liked to have got him there earlier in the year, but we needed a good, we needed a good nine. His best position is 13. And to me, I just listened to this from Holbrook and go, what the fuck are you talking about? Here we are in December, January, and he came out and said, Aaron Clark will be our nine. He's the best nine at the club. He is guaranteed the jersey. And me and Kempi just sat there and went, why? He's not a good nine. Why on earth would you sign Aaron Booth in the Melbourne Storm, then tell us that Aaron Clark has to be the nine, that it cannot go any other possible way? I, I call bullshit on this, to be honest with you, and I think that Holbrook um, might be a, a little bit short-sighted on this one hoping that we'd all forget the stance he took in the offseason. This one doesn't make much sense to me. I think it's great that they've moved Aaron Clark to 13, but let's not pretend like this was always your plan and you always stuck to your guns on this. Um, it's taken a long time for you to realise the mistakes you've made, and it disappoints me a little bit that Holbrook's not owning them, to be honest with you. Uh, I also would question why on earth, 25 minutes into this game or whatever it was, the Titans decided to swap their edge back rowers. Uh, I just swap sides. I don't know. It just doesn't... Why? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why they went for this. They moved David Fafita from the left side where he's running at Jamal Fogarty, who has a lot of defensive issues, to Jack White, one of the better defenders in the competition. I just I can't fathom what the Titans are doing a lot of the time. Maybe there was a reason for it. I don't know. But both Filmer and Fafita, they just swapped sides all of a sudden, which made no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, the Sharkies, 21 over the Bunnies, 20. What a game this was. Uh, there was that shocking challenge early by the Cronulla Sharks for the Jesse Ramey knock-on. Had no idea how on earth uh, they came up with that one. I thought the Sharks started really poorly, to be honest with you. I thought that their first 15 minutes was pretty bang average. Um, and South Sydney weren't that much better, to be perfectly honest with you. Lachlan Nilius got caught on last tackle a few times, had a few big Captain Cooks and knocked the ball on as well. Uh, a cracking game, though. Really did enjoy this one. 
Connor Tracy, he crossed for another try. I still think he's one of the most underrated players in this competition. Uh, your big guys to the bunny stood up as per your Alex Johnson, your Cody Walker, your Latrells, these guys who went to extra time. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a bit unfortunate how it played out for, for the Bunnies. Obviously, Latrell had three opportunities. He hit three good field goals. They just didn't go over, which was tough to watch. Uh, I mean, if he hit three absolute shockers, you might sort of be standing there going, why didn't they give someone else a crack at it? But he hit three kicks pretty damn well. I, I thought Latrell was pretty unlucky in that moment. Uh, and then, of course, the moment of the game came. Um, Tom Burgess with the most three minutes of Tom Burgess we've ever seen. The most Tom Burgess three minutes ever. Makes a line break in extra time. Going to be the hero. Latrell misses. They get a 20-minute tap. And then two tackles later, a front rower in Tom Burgess makes a high tackle on a winger on halfway on the tram line. Just fucking unheard of and gets sent off. Uh, the Sharkies then march upfield and kick the winning field goal through. Nico Hines is having a brilliant season. Uh, whether it was a send-off or not, I don't know. You, you can discuss that all you want. I don't actually think it had that much impact on the game. Uh, I personally think that even if they had the extra player on the field, it probably doesn't change much. They still get a penalty for the tackle, without a doubt. Nico Hines goes up there and kicks the field goal. Shout out to Junior Satola with his try. I thought that was fantastic. little bit of controversy of whether it was a double movement or not. I personally thought it probably was a try. Um, but, yeah, he's been fantastic all year. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Andrew Favita as well scored a tracking try. It was very exciting. He scored it off an offload from Cam McInnes, who I thought was brilliant in this game. Got through a heap of work. Shout out to the Sharkies. This is the sort of game that without Dale Finucane, you sort of question if they win without him being out there. They still managed to. So well done to them. Uh, the Bunnies, hard to go to Shark Park and play well. Hard to go to Shark Park and win. Um, I thought this was a pretty good performance by them, and I'm not really taking anything away from the South Sydney Rabbitohs after this game. I still think if you play them in finals, they're going to be a huge pain in the ass for you. Uh, the late game Saturday night, huge upset. Upset of the week. The West Tigers, 32 over the Brisbane Broncos, 18. Um, I really did think that last week could take all the energy out of the West Tigers. Credit to them. They backed it up. They came there without Brooks, who's been pretty good for them the last few weeks, I thought. Uh, he's, he's, he's definitely thrown the last pass or set up tries that have been really important for them. Um, they ran in with Jock Madden in the 7 jersey and Jackson Hastings remaining in the 13 jersey. Uh, and they put on a great performance. Oh, I thought they were really solid. Um, I thought that Madden, he played really well. I think Stafford Toa, he's been a great pickup for the West Tigers. So credit to them, a good win. Uh, probably unfairly to Broncos hands, but I think the Rugby League gods sort of owed this one to the West Tigers after that shit fight uh, that was last week. Jackson Hastings obviously injured. He's out for the season. We spoke about that this morning. I mean, this I think this was always going to happen when you were playing him at 13. Uh, he's been injured all season, and the more often that you put a guy like him that's going to put his head where most wouldn't put his foot, the more opportunities he has to take to take these hit-ups that he probably shouldn't be taking. It should be one of the you know 15 forwards you've got on your roster. This was always going to happen. I've said it for a while, so this is why I never really liked the move. But it's done now. It's happened. He's injured. He's gone for the season. So they'll probably move Joe Offahengawi back into the 13 role. And you'll see Jock Madden and Adam Dewey lead the team for the rest of the season. For the Broncos, I thought Tessie New was pretty solid. Uh, I thought he had a good game. I thought Mam's try was unbelievable. Uh, how on earth he managed to do that was just beyond me. Jordan Ricky scored a good try. I thought that when they were behind against a team that was at about $9, the try celebration was a little bit over the top for me. I sort of felt like when he scored that and the way he carried on, I, that, that was the point where I sort of went, fuck this team. I don't know about it. I just felt like the old Broncos teams, when they were down in a game that they sh there isn't a world where they should have lost the way that he kind of carried on, I don't know, it just didn't sit overly well with me. But I think, unfortunately, 
Jordan Rickey sort of got that in him. So, uh, yeah, Brisbane disappointed. They obviously lost Adam Reynolds for a period of this game. Uh, shout out to Mariner, who played left centre for the Brisbane Broncos. Got through a heap of work. Didn't really break the game open like I thought he would, or I thought he could. But I think over the next few weeks, he will. We're hearing that you might see Herbie Farmworth return for the final series. I hope that Mariner holds on to his spot because I, I thought he was pretty solid in that game. But disappointing for Brisbane. Uh, it's probably their most disappointing performance in a number of weeks, to be honest with you. I feel like... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Every other time I watch them play, they probably play well enough to beat a lot of other sides, even when they lose. But in this game, I thought that they were really poor. It's their worst game they've played in quite some time. Sunday afternoon footy, the Canterbury Bulldogs, 24 of the Newcastle Knights. Then we actually hijack commentated this game on the hijack app, H-Y-J-A-C-K. I, uh, I uploaded the audio yesterday, so if you'd like to go and have a listen to that, just two mates watching footy, having a yarn, talking shit and whatnot, a good time. But Canterbury, very, very impressive. Um, 24 to 10, I really thought that flooded the Newcastle Knights, to be honest with you. I thought they were awful. Uh, Canterbury was unlucky not to score another two or three tries in the first half. I thought Josh Adokar was unlucky not to score another two or three tries. Uh, came out with zero. Could have quite easily had three. Uh, I thought Burton and Flano were very impressive. Burton was great. His kicking game is sensational. Flano controlled the controlled the team well. Jeremy Marshall King and Jake Avrilo, very, very strong once again. Uh, Kiraz scoring three metres. How good. One of my favourite narratives of 2022. He has been such a good find. And I think Canterbury... They're building something pretty special over there. Between guys like Kiraz and Aaron Shop, these guys that are going to be criminally undervalued, but they're going to play great footy, it can really open up a lot of doors for you as a club. Max King as well. Just on Aaron Shop, I thought he was great. Every time he comes up against a premier centre, he handles them so well. And I said during the preseason that Canterbury... Um, they've got all these stars arriving in the back line. And, you know, you think back to the start of the season, obviously Josh had a car was coming. Brett Naden was coming. Matt Dufty was coming. Braden Burns was coming. All these guys that I think most people would have put over the top of Braden Burns. And I sort of said the one to watch at Canterbury is the guy that's already there. Um, and it, it's taken him a little while to, to find his feet. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. But now that he's found his feet, fuck, he is impressive. He is just, he, every time he takes on a rep center, he handles them and he deals with them pretty well, Aaron Shop. So congratulations to him. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, uh, as I said, very disappointing. An absolute shit fight. Um, just perennial underachievers at the moment. They've got a much better squad than how they play. You know, you, you, you have a look at that side yesterday. I thought Simi Sasagi in attack, he was great. Defensively struggled a little bit. That edge was strong. The other edge, you got Tyson Brazil, you got Dane Gagai. I mean, you got Milford in the halves. You got Jake Clifford, who was the form player of the comp five weeks ago. You got three state of origin reps in the front row. It just it just doesn't add up to me why this Knights team is so shit. And for them to play so poorly at home once again, uh, very disappointing for Knights fans. And I mean, you got to start to quench to to question Adam O'Brien and what's going on up there because sunny Sunday afternoon in Newcastle playing a bottom eight team and they come up with that sort of performance. Fuck. It is dire straits up there at the moment. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys knocked over the Dragons in the last game of the week. 
I thought this game uh, was pretty good at the start. The Dragons really held their own early. You thought this was going to be a quiet one, but once the Cowboys do get a little bit of momentum, um, it's all over. I thought Chad and Tommy did, and they, they were really good leading this side around, getting them to good areas. Uh, but Drinkwater, he really is the icing on the cake. He's an incredible footballer, Drinkwater. Does have these weeks where he can be down all of a sudden. He had one of those last week. We spoke about it on Beers and Break Evens this week. Timmy made a really good point that after his game against the Panthers, eight weeks ago or whatever it was where he was fucking bang average the next few weeks. He, he absolutely exploded. And I thought yesterday he was the best player on the field. Uh, Drinky, what did he have? Uh, two tries, one try assist, and he bombed another try as well. So it could have quite easily been a three-try performance, which would have won me my draft game as well. But we'll talk about that a little bit later when I have a sook. Uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, uh, pretty disappointing all round. Um, started well, but just faded. And at home on a sunny Sunday afternoon, when you can go out and play some real footy, pretty disappointing as a whole there. You've got to start to wonder if the Dragons' season is possibly over. I mean, mathematically not over, but that's going to make life tough for them. They're now one win uh, behind the Roosters and the Raiders, but their for and against is minus 124. So in order to get in front of the Roosters, they're either going to have to win more games than them on the run home, or they're going to have to win the same amount of games and somehow wrangle in over 200 points on for and against. So I think it's going to be very, very tough for the Dragons now on the run home. Um, they've also got the Seagulls who have, you know, 130 better for and against. The Raiders who have one more win than them. So it's going to be tough for St. George to make that top eight now. So yesterday, a pretty disappointing performance for St. George Illawarra all round. Uh, that will do it for our rapid review, guys. We'll be going into Bloke in a Bar Studios today to record the deep review of round 20. Plenty to touch on. I'm expecting a bumper episode. Should be a big dog there. Uh, so looking forward to that. We've also got a podcast dropping at about midday today talking about uh, some of the rumors is going around the league about players transfers for next year. Three guys we're going to touch on uh, that'll be really interesting. Two of them are guys that have reportedly signed with the Canterbury Bulldogs and one of them is a young bloke that's heading up to the Gold Coast Titans. So we'll touch on that at around midday on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 